drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions. Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Derek Oakley, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, coming to you, as I always do, talking Detroit Lions and serving up that delicious Honolulu blue-flavored Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! So uh, let, let's get this rolling uh, for this week. Uh, kind of the plan all along had been to have Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy from the Believe Podcast Network come on. We've uh, we've missed quite a few shows. I think the last two or three times he hasn't been able to do it. We're all fired up for it. Talk uh, about our different teams. Talk some smack like we normally do. Um, get into free agency. You know the draft is going to come up last week that it's not we're not talking about that right now but it's all draft all day every day now i'm excited about it but uh yeah something uh something came up with joey he's a busy man he's got a lot going on uh couldn't really move around the dates and times just with both our schedules and when i got dropped the show so i was just like hey man no problem i'm gonna hit a solo i got plenty to talk about so as i often say Let's not mess around. Let's get right into it. And uh, you're going to want to stay tuned because on today's show, again, this is going to be me with a couple bullet points rolling, talking Lions, but we're going to hit on Jalen Ramsey. I got to talk about Anthony Richardson. We're going to talk about AG coming back. Well, what else I want to talk about today? I mean, I'll probably get into like... Second round picks that the Lions have. I might talk about some mock drafts. The combine's going on right now. It's about to get kicked off when you're listening to this. They'll be running drills, jumping, lifting, all that type of goodness. So let, let's just get right into it. I was kind of thinking, what, what's the main thing I got to talk about? What's something I got to break down for the people? I mean, I mean, you guys know how we do. That's that's the reason we do the show. I mean. It, it's straight up always for the people here. And the people consist of the millions. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Um, and uh, obviously, I say it, I'm going to say it again during this show, but I can't thank all of you enough for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Derek Oakry, talking ball, laughing. It's just so fun. So, um when it comes down to Jalen Ramsey, here's where I'm at with it. You know, at first, uh, no thank you. Um, just was a hard pass for me. Obviously, it's catching a lot of traction now that it's out there in the public media. It's getting talked about a lot. Lots of Lions fans are fired up about it, positive and negative. He, here's where here's where I start with it. He's a good football player. But <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that. 
you know, I, I feel like people just see a big name like Jalen Ramsey. Oh, we need a corner. We're going to draft one. Why don't we get this guy? Oh, he shuts down one side of the field. Like, he can make us win right now. It doesn't matter. There's no other factors. Get him here, you know? And I I can understand. I think he even tweeted something out about the draft saying, like, I get it, man. Like, all Lions fans, all fans in general want to win. And they want to win right now, <laughs> no matter what, usually, you know. But when you're talking about a player like Ramsey, when I say he's a good football player, I mean, he's he's been a top dominant player at the cornerback position for years now. I mean, he just makes plays on the football. He gets hands on the football. He'll come up and hit you. He talks smack. He's a DAWG. There's no question. He's got so many good things going for him. Now, he is coming off kind of his worst year as a pro. He has been paid, and when I mean paid, I mean pizzade. You know what I mean? Like like Benny Blade, you say, you know, you, you got to go to that pay window. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a place that Jalen Ramsey has visited many a times. Going to the pay window? <laughs> exactly, Benny. Um, so once you've been paid so many times, you've won a Super Bowl, kind of done what you got to do. I mean, I think I saw the last year or two where it's kind of like, he didn't care as much about getting burnt. Uh, how do I say it here on the show? Burnt or roasted, toasted, extra crispy. I mean, but there's a lot of times, too, where he makes great plays. He's a big-time competitor. So I don't think he doesn't care, but I feel like he's 28, 29 years old, has a lot of money, has a Super Bowl, been to a couple teams. You know, I'd be a little bit curious, you know, where he's at mentally. But to to me, the big factors, you know, rather than just like trade, get him, we're win right now, I don't care, is the trade compensation is a big thing for me. What's it going to take to acquire this player? Um, his contract is like 17, 18, 19 million, I think, for the next two, three years uh, as in a general sense. I, I said, you know, I, I don't have his age right in front of me, but I, he's 28 going on 29, I believe, which isn't ancient, but isn't a uh, young 21, 22-year-old corner that you could draft and bring along. The draft picks that you miss out on is always a counterbalance that I consider. You know, it's just we get that right this second. Jalen Ramsey is a better football player than a kid probably coming right out of college. But... When you start staying, he also makes, you know, if he makes 17 this year and the rookie makes, like, if you take him in the middle or even in the second round, makes, like, three, um, that that's a big difference monetarily. The age, as I just mentioned, as well as, you know, just w the hunger, the, uh, I, I don't know. There's so many things when, when you're talking about trading off a draft pick, which a lot of people will tell you, ah, draft picks you know they're all about potential which i love um and they'll say what have they ever done well they haven't done anything yet but that's what you said too about all the hall of famers that were rookies and then balled out um what else oh you know jalen ramsey could just come in right away just do it all for the lions like there's no question you come in to help the football team but you're paying a premium for that. You know, there's there's no doubt if he came here and he loved Detroit. And here here's a quick side note I want to put. Like, 
when I'm thinking about players that you could acquire and players that might fit in great in Detroit and that the fan base would love and that would actually love the fan base back, Jalen Ramsey fits in that for me. I think if he comes here in the right headspace, he's like, man, it's a young team. They're on the rise. They're going to pay. They're going to pay. I mean, the Lions may have to acquire him if that's what they want to do and, and, and redo his deal. He's been out there in the media. He wants a new contract. They might have to work some money around, make him feel amazing again to come to Detroit. But, man, if he comes here, he is just hard-nosed, ready to go, and just get back to being that DAWG at corner. Like, I think this city, the state, everybody would just love him. And he'd love him back because I think he's the type of dude where if he's good with his money and he's good with his team and everybody around him is hungry – He's a hell of a football player, as I said off the top. So I think that's a thing going in his direction. Right now, based on the hype, based on the fan base excitement, based on how I created and continue to run this show, which is based around excitement and hype and fan base, I mean, drink it in, I I am now leaning towards if it's a second round pick this year, maybe a second or third next year, and you can redo his deal, but make him happy, but also make it somewhat team friendly. Maybe a couple of those garbage years at the end that you can get out of pretty easily, Brad Holmes. I think I've turned the corner. I think I do want Jalen Ramsey here. I, I get it that you could get a corner at six. You get one at 18. You get one in the second round. You could get one in the third round of this draft. And they might turn out to be amazing for the next five, six, seven years, right? I get that. But I do think this is a guy you could acquire for a decent price, make him happy the next two years, maybe three just plays his heart out here and really helps this football team. So I think there's a lot to consider. Don't give me this. He's a good player. Just get him. I don't care what, you know, the cost you got to figure out, but looking at what I've looked at in the second round of this draft and what this guy can bring to the table. I think I'm a proponent of bringing Jalen Ramsey to the Detroit lions. <laughs> Now, let's smoothly transition into another guy that I think we strongly need to consider bringing to our Detroit Lions. <laughs> and that's Mr. Anthony Richardson from Florida, quarterback. Now, what was it? Three, four, five weeks ago, when my first mock drafts that I publicly put out. I had him in every draft. I was going crazy. People were just running me out of the gym. I mean, gosh, you know, you know what Chops had to say the minute I brought up Anthony Richardson up. You know, right? You know what he brought up, right? You know what he said to me. I don't want your bula bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the Goff train. You're off, bro. You're off. I mean, he went on his tangent. He drops an expletive. He talks about this Goff train that he's on, like. I'm on the Anthony Richardson train, and I've been on it because the physical gifts, the head this kid had on his shoulders, the potential, the upside, the future, it's 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 elite. It's it's top of this draft when you're looking at football players. So, but here here's where I really come down on it. So before I was getting him in like what 
18 second round you know now like daniel jeremiah is quoted as saying he won't be there at 18 so my mind got to thinking when you look at this draft board the lions are picking at six way i have it stacked up right now i have will anderson Jalen carter bryce young dj stroud and my boy, who's getting a lot of buzz now, Tyree Wilson. That's five football players right there. That leaves you at six. I know some of you are screaming at your phones right now, or however you're listening to this podcast, saying, of course, well, it's, it's Devin Witherspoon. He's sitting right there. It's easy. No, it's, it's, it's not that easy. I, I don't not like Devin Witherspoon. But when you really start looking at it, who's the, who's the next game changer? Who's the next premier pick that you could make for the Detroit Lions? For me, it's Anthony Richardson. He plays quarterback position. About 6'5", 230. Can run. Cannon for an arm. Good kid, like I said. Needs to work on his accuracy. Needs to tighten up his game. Needs to learn, sit and learn. Doesn't need to be rushed out there day one. He's not ready. No problem. Doesn't need to be. So I, when I'm stacking my board, I, I think I'm moving Richardson to six. I'm not throwing Jared Goff out the door by any means. Like what he's done. Think he has another good year in him. Think that uh, he's a valuable player. But uh, I think Richardson might need to be that pick at six. You are going to miss out on Witherspoon. You're going to miss out on some of the other players up top there, whether it be a Miles Murphy, who I had mocked before, is a guy that I like as well, big physical player. Um, They could just go down the list. I mean, there's still uh, Levis, the quarterback, is going to be there. Still some other big uh, defensive players. I, I just feel like at 18 you can get what's left of those guys. Uh, you could get a Joey Porter Jr. maybe at 18. You could let the board fall and, and see Ringo be there. You could um, take a big defensive tackle that has upside with Clancy at 18. So you balance out both sides of the football. But I, I just think, you know, like I said, I know a lot of you are set on Witherspoon, and he's a good player. But like I said with Ramsey, just because someone's a good player doesn't mean that you just select them. Like, what is his overall value? What can you get later? Last time I checked, it's Richardson and Levis. And then who knows who cares at quarterback in this draft? Say, well, why is that important? I got Jared Goff. I'm good. I want I want defensive talent. I want uh, offensive skill. I want a, a balling out team. I don't want to waste quote unquote waste a pick on a quarterback. Oh no no no. Oh no no no. It's never a waste on a quarterback. First and foremost, whether they bust out or not, it's always worth the roll of the dice. No doubt. You have this pick basically for free from the L.A. Rams, and have to weigh this is a deep corner group the deep edge group has some nice defensive tackles you can get receivers later you can get running backs much later if you want them 
can't get a guy like Anthony Richardson anywhere past your pick at six. If Brad Holmes doesn't like him, if Dan freaking Campbell doesn't like this kid, of course you let him pass by and somebody else will snag him probably in the top 10. But if you like him, if you think he can be an absolute game changer, I'm telling you that's going to be the place you're going to have to take him, and here's why. Here's the ultimate benefit, in my opinion. Over the gifts, the arm, the size, the running, like have time to let him sit and learn now my guy that's like let him sit for two seasons and then he'd be no but do i subscribe to some of these teams that totally just throw him out with no offensive weapons no time to learn an offense and they get that you're gonna get the best of a rookie qb no the middle ground is let them learn and when they're ready they're ready and here's the thing jared goff can play great if jared goff stumbles if he falls if he starts to play badly you have a kid like this in your back pocket. Jared Goff plays amazing this season. And then he comes up to Brad Holmes and says, man, I appreciate you believing in me. I know you guys love me. I love being here in Detroit. It's going to cost like 40, 45 mil on extension to keep me here. You can look right back at him and go, hmm, that's interesting. That's an interesting proposal. I got this kid that we took. Been looking good in practice. He can really rip the football. He can also run over you, run past you. Maybe we'll just go with him. It gives you leverage on golf, but it also gives you an option if it's just like, no, we, we can't pay a guy like that 40, and we don't want to be without a quarterback. Worst thing in the world is Jared Goff has you over a, bail, or a barrel, can ask for whatever he wants, and you have to give it to him because you have no other options. So... That's the ultimate reason, in my opinion, that it's worth it. Because let's say you have a great season. You're the Lions. You have a tremendous season. Are you um, are you going to be in a position to take a top talent quarterback then? No. Is Jerry Goff going to want an extension? Yes. <laughs> are there going to be other quarterbacks that you can just flip-flop either in free agency or via an easy trade without giving up crazy capital to upgrade that position at that point? No. This is like your freebie. This is like you take him and he needs a bunch of time. Great. Let golf roll. If he doesn't, put this kid in. Unless, you know, I, we'll see what happens. He's getting a lot of buzz right now. Of course, rolling with golf and taking a defensive beast, a corner that's a beast, a, uh, you know, Getting a top flight offensive lineman, you know, all these ideas you guys have out there are tremendous. If Jared Goff's an all pro again and throws for 4,500 yards and 30 plus touchdowns, but I just don't know. And I don't want to leave us just stuck in a spot we don't want to be in. So it's something to consider. I'm throwing it out there. I love Anthony Richardson. I understand his faults, but the upside along with the pick premium the position he plays, I think is worth it. All right, let's get through a couple other ones quickly. I think I'm going on 15, 20 minutes here in the first segment. You guys know when I do the solos, they always seem to work out to be 40, 45 minutes on the dot, but I swear I try to get in and out uh, as best I can on some of these. So let's do two other quick topics, get to our commercial break, and then uh, we'll have a fun back half of the show as well. Um. You know, I, I just think everybody should be excited about AG getting extended. To me, it kind of came out of nowhere. I had been quoted as saying it kind of felt weird, like maybe he would 
get a coaching opp- head coaching opportunity or maybe he would just want to leave because Ben Johnson was getting so much love and you know but um sure enough man he's loyal the team stepped up they gave him an extension they they want to keep him around AG as our DC um you know Aaron Glenn has said that he wants to be the best defensive coordinator in the Detroit Lions um the Detroit Lions have ever had and I think he's backing that up by staying here and by signing. Of course, they probably took care of him, but I think that's a good goal that he should have. I can't say the bar is that high based on what we've seen recently and in the past of this team, but uh, being the best coordinator on the defensive side of the ball you can be would be a great thing. You've been shaky at times. You looked better towards the end of last year and will get you more talent. So, I would think you'd have a much better chance of being a very good defensive coordinator moving forward. Um, continuity is always a uh, a plus, in my opinion, for basically any organization, whether it's the company you work for, a team, a family, a uh, relationship, a um, you know your bank account, you know whatever it may be, um, you know faith life. Um, gosh, just everything. I'm going down the board. It's like. Anytime you can get continuity is a good thing. Now, continuity doesn't mean just stick with things that aren't working and same old, same old, or live in the past 20 years ago. That's not what I'm talking about. But um, keeping this coaching staff, keeping good things in your life, keeping people around you and things that you're familiar with and that uh, accentuate your positives and your negatives are good. And I think that's what AG is for the Detroit Lions moving forward. Um, the guy's passionate. I think he's smart. I think he's wants to be here. And I think he's got the ultimate quality that I would want in coaches, head coach, leader of my organization, and that's that he's a leader of men. I think he knows how to motivate and speak and also care about people but also push them. To, to be their best, and those are the type of things you need. So very glad to have Aaron Glenn, AG, back in Detroit moving forward. And uh, I just want to do this real quick summary, me and Chops, and I am including Chops in this now because, uh, you know, we are pretty close to draft season. I had the DTO scouting Google sheet, which is about 20 to 30 plus tabs deep and i joked on a previous show that uh you know i put chops name on it but he doesn't really do any work well he's been stepping up to the plate man he's been helping me with some different data on tabs and getting some things organized which i really appreciate and uh he threw something together for me that i wanted to sort of uh roll out here real quick on the show and that's um cap space because we're coming up on free agency starting March 15th. Um, you know that would be like that week before where you'll really hear a lot of the signings and there'll be lots of rumblings. There's already a lot of great stuff going down on the old Twitter machine. But uh, kind of looked at all the different teams in the league when it comes to cap space and draft picks or draft capital as we call it. So I'm just going to do this real quick. I just threw it together. Uh, top cap space teams, teams that have like 20 million plus um, based on kind of where teams are at right now. You got the Bears, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Texans, the Patriots, the Giants, the Seahawks, and your Detroit Lions. So that, that, that wasn't in any real order necessarily, but those are the kind of teams that have 20-plus million. Lions coming in at around 23 mil in cap space now. A couple of their picks can get them up in the 40 
type range. And the the funniest thing I want to say about cap space before I move on to the draft pick capital is like when I really looked across the league, there's probably like 10 to 12 teams that have positive cap space right now. And it ranges anywhere from like 5 million or less up to like the bears that have 98 million just sitting around doing nothing. The majority of teams, I'd say over half the league is in negative, you know, range when it comes to available cap space right now. Of course, they're going to move the books and redo this guy's deal and, you know, fudge this number. Next thing you know, a team that had negative 3.8 million is going to have, you know, 33 million all of a sudden. Like, I it, I don't get it sometimes, but that's how they work it in the NFL. Um, but it's just crazy to look at all these teams right now that are like, the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks are negative 57 million right now. <laughs> and we're like two weeks away from free agency starting. So just something to keep on. Thought something I thought was interesting to throw at you guys. And we talk about draft capital. We're just talking about total picks. I'm not like weighting the picks. I know there's websites where you can go find where they weighted them, weighed them all out to give you the, these composite scores. I just went straight up. How many picks you got? And here's the teams that have eight plus selections in the 2023 NFL draft where we get to hear this glorious sound. Teams with eight plus picks where you get to hear that noise. Texans, Falcons, Bears, Jags, Seahawks, Giants, Patriots, Raiders, Chiefs, Packers, Browns, and your Detroit Lions. With eight selections as well. I think the top team is the Texans with 11. So the Lions are up there, man. Top teams. I think it's 11. One other team has nine or a couple of the teams have nine. And then it's eight after that. You know, five or six teams bunched in there with eight picks. So the Lions are loaded up. We got some cap space. I'd say they're probably top eight in the league in cap space. Same thing. I'd put them in like the top, you know, eight, top five-ish when it comes to overall picks and that's exciting that's exciting now that's gonna be exciting in the future and that just sets your team up really well both now and moving forward so drink that in everybody drink it in uh... i'm gonna take commercial break get our great sponsors in here please give them a listen please check them out and we got so much to talk about on the back half of the detroit kool-aid cast everybody i'll be right back Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? 
It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, back from the break. Can't thank you enough for listening to the show. I say it all the time. I try to say it on Twitter. I try to uh, give people shout-outs. I try to encourage you to call the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast hotline, 989-272-Kevin-Smith-Herman Moore. So that's 989-272-3484. You can text. You can leave voicemail call up live whatever you want to do um try to get that thing rolling next season again have some fun with it appreciate all my guests that come on go follow at chops and the d my buddy at joey sports guy even though he kind of left me high and dry this week on the show uh you got l Lamarandier who left me high and dry uh recently too he said he was quote unquote sick <laughs> Um, but uh, he's a great follow, lots of great content, Sports Illustrated, all lions for Logan Lamrandier. And yeah, man, all the great people, all the great personalities you guys have heard us uh, both uh, create on this show or that have come on, talked ball. And that brings me to a, a, a guy that you've heard on this show. He goes by the name Cornbread Jerry. And Bo DeFrisco, who you guys have heard on this show, sent me a message last week that I brought up talking about um, a, a certain name of a restaurant that he saw recently. I mean, it was named uh, this. Cornbread! Restaurant and bar. So I brought it up on the show. Sure enough, I believe it was Bo and other people shouted it out, sent the address. It's actually in Michigan. Cornbread! (laughs) And I wanted to shout him out even more on the show. So I want to challenge people, if you live in the Southfield, Michigan area, to go check out... uh, Cornbread. Cornbread. Restaurant and bar. Um, now, now here's a couple things about it. Here's the address: two nine eight five two, Northwestern Highway in Southfield, Michigan. That's area code four eight zero three four. I also got their phone number here if you want to call them up and maybe do a Kool-Aid gimmick or put in a to-go order or just shout them out and see what's up. Two four eight. 208-1680 or you could visit their websites which at first it looked like it was beanscornbread.com but I don't know if that redirects you but it seemed like when I clicked on that it took me to cornbreadsoulfood.com so I don't know what's going on with their website there but it seemed like they just had a real simple website looked like a decent spot go check out go grab a little grubski um, but uh, 
I just thought I'd have a little fun with it. It does have a big cornbread sign out front, which is uh, great. I will try to get a photo at some point if I'm ever down in that area and uh, check this place out. But, yeah, man, if you live there close and you listen to this show, I just say go check out, uh, you know. Cornbread! Restaurant and bar and go make yourself an order. And when the waitress comes and asks what you want, tell her what you want and say, uh, make it a double. Cornbread! Cornbread! <laughs> but uh, so just want to have a little fun with that. And uh, gosh, the only other shout out I really want to do is just thank everybody on the old Twitter Twitterverse. Uh, you guys are fun. You've been reacting to my uh, mock drafts. You've been um, so kind, always retweeting the show, saying it's a great show, saying, oh, Cree, you got this wrong. <laughs> what are you thinking? You know, using the, uh, the choppy gimmicks here on the show um, from time to time. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. I see people even doing these uh, woo-wees. I think Chops does it like this. Woo-wee! Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. Wait, that's his hashtag. I think this is his woo-wee. Now, now, uh, I don't want to challenge it. He's got the better woo-wee, but, uh, I mean, I can do it. Others are starting to do it. It's catching on a little bit. Woo-wee! <laughs> but uh, I see you guys putting that out. Either hashtag wooey, hashtag choppy likey, uh, you know, you do the Oakry just saying, you know, we've got the other uh, funny gimmicks out there that we do. And, and you guys always see me just putting a bunch of hashtags, a bunch of craziness, because uh, that's really the way I get the show out there. And uh, it's just fun to uh, to do that, interact when I can. You know, usually I'm sending a, a tweet while I'm uh, on the move somewhere or on the treadmill or doing 8 million other things. You know, I try to get a couple things out here and there. And uh, I've been trying to give some takes. That's my hardest thing is sometimes between tweeting the show and doing some other stuff, I don't just, like, thumb out my opinion, like, on a player or what the Lions should do. I know that's what you guys like the most is kind of having a take and an opinion so you guys can either crush me for it or say you support it or give your thoughts uh, in return, which is always fun. It's just a matter of time to be able to have time to do that kind of stuff and 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 get it out there the way i'd like to so hopefully trying to carve out more time for that kind of stuff especially as we get closer to the draft speaking of the nfl draft that's our mock draft music I'm going to go ahead and pull that down right now. Like, I, And I know some of you love it when we play the music. I talk over it. I give takes and rants and this and that. I know some of you hate it probably because you're like, I can't hear. And blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think it's fun to play when we're talking about the draft. I'm still working on my volumes, my levels. I'm not going to keep it up rolling the whole time I'm talking about it. But I want to talk about mock drafts. And uh, the biggest thing I want to hit on is that they're everywhere. And they're super fun. <laughs> it's that time of year. And uh, here's the thing. I mean, there's all these different websites that do it. Again, before I was a proponent of the mock draft machine on the draft network. But I don't know. I don't want to sell my guys down the river because I like Marino. You know, I like, uh, you know, grinding the tape, you know, the different guys that they have over there. And and when, every time I watch their YouTube videos where they get some of their scouting department all in one room and they, they're breaking down a player or looking at the board, that's always very interesting, very well done, too. Their graphics are awesome. So 
not trying to put them down, but like I don't know what's going on with their mock draft machine. It's been in beta testing forever. I'm paying like a premium for their site, yet the only reason I do is so I can do the mock drafts. Nothing really else that I can, I mean, they got articles and whatnot, but um, we need to get that mock draft machine going, boys. I know you said before it's about ready. It should be ready. I got to do a couple betas, which was fine, but thing needs to roll. But anyway, so in the meantime, in between time, and because I had no other choice, really, I turned to the PFF mock draft simulator, which that sounds bad. I shouldn't say it that way because I do work for PFF. I love PFF. I and have so much respect for the work all the people do. I wish you guys knew everything that went into Pro Football Focus and how many people work so hard and so long and so uh, tedious at times to come up with all these data and analytics that they have. But I, I love some of the video roles and some of the creative stuff I get to do with them. And I just had never really used their mock draft simulator. So um, I turned to it and uh, I love it. You know, it's very easy to do. It works great on your phone, works great on the computer. Get in there real quick and and do a fast three rounds. You could do a full seven rounds. Um, The one thing I'd say is I always felt like the mock draft machine draft network was much better with trade offers. You know, they had an algorithm that would get you trade offers um, whereas I think I want to say PFF, you kind of have to like create them your own from scratch, which I don't got time for that. <laughs> um, so I haven't done any really with trades, which does kind of change it up. And hopefully the Lions will uh, consider sliding back, or sliding up or moving around, especially in the in the later mid rounds. Uh, I do hope that happens. But um, yeah, definitely go check out the Pro Football Focus PFF Mock Draft Simulator. Very easy to use, great graphics. And my favorite thing about it is once you're done, they had a little copy feature where you can just copy the mock, drop it in a tweet, and be done. So you've seen those all over the place, lots of people using it, which is great. Um, I'm not going to break down a ton of mocks right now. I just think keep them coming. I like went from like, oh, I'll do one a week maybe or this or that, and now it's like, okay, it's basically March when you guys are hearing this. The draft's at the end of April. I got 60 days or less to do mocks. So anytime I get a chance and do one quickly and post it, I'll try to do so. Uh, They're just, to me, I know people like to go crazy about them and people tweet me, which drives me nuts where they're like, there's no way that guy will be available. Just like, I said it once, I said it a million times. If a guy's available in a mock, I select that player. <laughs> I'm not going to skip players just because you decided he's going to be gone before that or because you've determined he's a, a first-round talent so I can't have them in the second round. They're there, I take them. I realize that the mock draft uh, a work in progress. Like... There's guys three weeks ago that I could get at a spot that are not there anymore, which is fine. Um, And that'll continue to evolve. But when I do it, they're there. I take them. I don't apologize for it. I don't uh, assume that you agree with every selection I make or every player that's at a certain spot. And people are like, how could the simulator show this team getting this guy? Because it's a simulator. These aren't real people making actual GM picks, so it's going to clunk up here and there. You're going to see some funky things. But overall, this is my point. Mock drafts are awesome. They're fun to read. They're fun to react to. I appreciate all of you that look at mine and tear them apart or 
praise them or retweet them or whatever you do. But also, it's just a great tool to use at this point in time to figure out what's possible, what's not possible, um, who might be there, who won't be there. Range for players. Like, if you do enough mocks, by the time the draft comes around, you have a pretty good idea of what a value for a guy is, where you've seen him go. Hey, this guy was never here in round two when I did my mocks, yet when the draft starts, NFL craziness happens, and now he's in round two, and you know that's a decent value based on your research and based on the mocks and based on the NFL being the NFL and and drafting other guys. Instead, you know they're good football players. So I think just lean on them for that. Tools, research, fun, excitement. And uh, the more the better, to be honest, at this at this stage. I'm not going to be that guy that says, oh, you know, I can't. Or you ever hear like Mel Kuyper or these people on TV that act like doing a mock is like the hardest thing they're ever asked to do or the worst part of their job? Oh, I had to do a I had to do a first round mock for ESPN. Oh, man, I bet that was like a terrible day at work for you. Just unbelievable, some of these guys. I mean, they have the dream jobs, these awesome things they get to do, and they act like uh, they're slaving over a hot stove or something crazy, like uh, half of America out there that's busting their tail, and these guys are putting in a couple of players here and there and then maybe get a mean tweet about it. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Um, <laughs> anyway, let, let's keep this thing rolling. Um, well... <laughs> Let me let me do this before before I uh, move on from uh, you know mock drafts. I I, I guess I'll uh, do this for your enjoyment and to just I don't know stir you up a little bit. With a three round Oakry mock draft that's just gonna set your head and your hair on fire. Listen to this. I talked about it on the beginning part of the show. With six pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. This is what I wanted to stir you up. I wanted to try, see how it would work out with the 18th pick. The Detroit Lions select another top Five type football player in this draft. Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas. Oh my god, Oakry, you took two offensive players. We need to fix the defense. With the 48th pick, the Detroit Lions select cornerback Deontay Banks out of Maryland. With the 55th pick, the Lions select linebacker. Henley from Washington State wears number one with the 81st pick. The Lions select. They double dip. Cornerback Garrett Williams. So the, the only reason I'm throwing this out there, one is to get you all upset, all frustrated. Some of you are crazy excited about that. It was to show you that when you do a mock, you can do crazy things because it's not real. To see how it shakes out. Getting Anthony Richardson and B. John Robinson are two phenomenal talents, physical specimens, 
could be top elite players at their position. Neither, well, the running back I don't subscribe to based on position value, cost, all the other things that come involved. But Bijan's a hell of a player. Anthony Richardson might be a hell of a player. And I still filled out my defense. I got two corners and a backer. You could get a defensive tackle there. You could take an edge player. You could uh, grab another safety with one of those picks if you want to beef up that position. Plenty you can do if you don't go D top two. If you want to just get absolute elite playmakers, you can do so. You can do it in the mock draft. You can do it in the real draft. And the Detroit Lions can do any and all that when the NFL draft comes at the end of April. Feel me? Ended right on the music, like I always do. Um, so let's see here. Let me look at the clock. I'm probably about 10, 15 minutes in here in this back part of the segment. Let's keep this rolling. Um, to me, the hard part has been these second round picks here uh, for the Lions. I mean, we're looking at 48 and 55. Um, gosh, they're, they're kind of right up against each other. Only a few picks between. There's been times where, like, I try to let a guy slide. He doesn't make it to 55. Every time I'm at 48, I feel like Carter, the the edge slash outside backer type player, who was compared to um, compared to the guy uh, with the Raiders out of Eastern. Why is his name escaping me right now? Absolute stud defensive end. Gosh, one of my favorite players in all of football right now, to be honest. Max Crosby. That's what I was looking for. Um, he's compared to him. Now, I can't say I watch a ton of tape on this kid. I need he's on my list to, to dive into more, but he went to Army, so you know it's a great kid, great character. Um, he's sitting there at 48 a lot. If he plays anything like Max Crosby, I already love him for the hustle, length, all the things that Crosby has in his game. Somebody on Twitter brought up that he could be called into service or this or that. Like, I mean, I get it, but I don't because I feel like this kid's different. He's He's, he's been touted as the best guy to come out of there, and does that happen anymore where we really just take this kid off the field, you know, and or put get him in the draft, he goes in the high second round, and then he's called in service and he's gone for multiple years? I don't... I mean, that's something obviously to consider, but it doesn't seem like it's happened anytime soon, really. Not players like his caliber that come out. So that, that's one I got to do some more research on and, and look into. But his comp is interesting, his, his size, his production, the, the type of kid he is, it all intrigues me. Uh, Tank Dell, the speedy wide receiver gadget player. I want to say he was uh, comp to like Dante Hall or Darnell Mooney or some of these guys that are just kind of like speed, silky, but but long and and slender. You know, he's he's smaller. I want to say he's only like 175 pounds or less. Um, speed, though, playmaking ability, I couldn't imagine having him and J-Mo along with guys that kill the middle of the field like the Serpent, uh, Josh Reynolds, or ARSB. Or as we like to note him here on the show, Amon Ra! <laughs> um, could compliment two speed demons, but, but yeah, 40 and 55 been tough for me. A lot of my mocks recently, I have not loved who I've got at those positions. So again, I'm sure it's going to change, but that that's another reason why, like I mentioned, Jalen Ramsey off the top, man, if there's players that I don't love or positions I feel I can get later, that just 
supports the case even more for Ramsey with the second round pick and pay the man, you know, at that point, depending on what you do in free agency. Um, let's see here. Let's, I kind of picked four topics like the Oakry four downs for, for each of these segments. So let's end it with this. Let's end it with this combine talk because I was hitting the old treadmill the other day and I was listening to the athletic pod where they had Brugler and Zerline and the host of the show. were just going through combine info between that Daniel Jeremiah's pod six you've got PFF got all types of combine data you know a million other resources out there right so my whole thing is the more pods you can listen to the more articles you can read the more radio you can listen to just absorbing inf- absorbing information you're gathering players names Hey, watch this guy for the 40. Make sure this guy runs the shuttle well. This guy should have good jumps. This guy's going to kill it on the bench, right? So, obtain all this information. And, like, you know, again, if you guys want to hit me up, the Oakery DTO Scouting Google Sheet is up. I'm going to try to find time to um, track some things as we go through this combine. I've created some sheets where, like, the minute I put in a guy's 40 it kind of flags if it's good bad medium you know i've got some of those triggers in there and uh, their testing does matter you know whether these guys test incredible or low average matters how they perform in the national football league when it's all about athleticism um still gotta love football you still gotta be you know good when when the lights are on but you do have to be big fast physical all those things you look for so you know, just just looking at some of my scribble notes, you know, they just talked about how good Richardson was going to be from throwing the football. Stroud is going to be kind of him and Richardson are going to be back to back. So you're going to see a, a power athlete in Richardson and a, and a guy that's a touch thrower and a, a guy that can can make all the throws and is good deep ball accurate guy with Stroud. So that'll be interesting. Um, what else they, they they said Van S is going to be a monster at the combine uh, based on his film and what I saw. I felt like he was similar to these bigger edge slash interior players that the Lions already have, whether it be Kaminsky or Hutch or these different guys. So I'm be curious because they said he's just going to be crazy speed size type player. They put him like in the top 15 and said how great he was going to be. Like that's not something I felt, you know, based on his college production and what I saw from him, but we'll see. Uh, Tyree Wilson, they said, probably won't participate, which is bad for him because he's a freak athlete, but he's climbing up everybody's charts. They said Murphy was going to be a good tester. They talked about uh, how McDonald has, you know, they'll see where his weight is at. If it's at 240 plus, that's important for the kid. Um, Guy jumps over cars, they said. They talked about McDonald being a guy that, you know, he's got some intriguing aspects and there's just big old things that would worry them as well so he's one of those guys to keep an eye on uh, mike morris from michigan they talked about all the michigan kids being good testers and uh 
actually went when they got to the O-line, they talked about what was important for O-linemen. You know, they're talking about we don't care what your 40 is. They don't even really care as much about this 10-yard split you hear a lot about. They talk about how flexible are you from your ankles to your knees. Do you have position flex? Can you play guard and center? Or are you just one position? Are you only a right tackle? If so, that's going to hurt you a little bit, not as much as it used to because both both sides are very important. Um, you know, in the O-line room, they talked about wanting guys that are no-nonsense. You know, who, who's who's a leader in that room is things people pay attention to, which I thought was interesting to hear. Let's see what else I scribble down. Wide receivers. They talked about Hyatt um, from Tennessee is just going to run crazy, 4-2-8 um, type speed. Tank Dell, who I just mentioned, kind of in that second-round range if the Lions did want to replace DJ Chark speed. Hank Dell is a 4-3 guy. Um, talked about Tyler Scott a lot, which was a kid out of Cincy, which I haven't watched a ton. But they love his speed and love his playmaking, I guess. Talked about him being a top 50 guy. Compared him to Tyler Lockett, which was interesting to me. Uh, just ran through some players. Talked a lot about Tillman, also from Tennessee, about his injuries. Guys that need to have good combines or show up in the draft process. Booty from um, LSU. Got A.T. Perry, who's a wide receiver with some traits and whatnot. So those guys out there, they talked about the tight ends. I mean, this Luke Musgrave is talked about a top athlete, multi-sport guy, um, but he's got medicals. He's got knee issues, and and I wasn't very impressed with his interview at the, at the Senior Bowl. He seemed kind of ho hum. He wasn't sure. He didn't know. Um, but he's an intriguing prospect athletically and just what he can do in the pass game. Uh, Kincaid is my guy. Kincaid is kind of the best uh, catcher, best route runner, you know, but he might run 4-7. He's also older, so those are things to consider. Um, when they talked about the corners, they talked about Gonzalez, a.k.a. Gonzo, being the top tester. They said Ringo's going to run like a 4-3. Out to me here. They they said Tomlinson, um, the kid from TCU, is going to be like 5-7, 5-8. But he, he's going to test well, and he's intriguing as a slot player for me. Talked about the defensive tackles. They talked a lot about Mozzie Smith being an absolute freak, which we know. Um, just lots of good content in there. So my whole thing is I'm not, like, totally up to speed. I don't, like, sit there at the combine and, oh, man, here's the big test for this guy. But what I do is watch it, and I'm like – all right, cool. Let me write that down with Jan Daniel Jeremiah said. Or, okay, now I got to see that player physically. Whereas even when you watch tape or highlights on these guys, like you, you don't really see their body build or their face or their mentality. Um, and you can get a better sense of that from the combine when they don't have their pads and their helmet on, right? So I kind of take um, solace in that or intrigue in that. And uh, I'm just going to try to gather more info. Who looks good? Who who are guys that seem like they're working hard? Who ha, putting up crazy numbers that I might need to relook at? Who's who's a guy that the announcer says is climbing up the charts from scouts? You know, those are all things that are intriguing with the combine. So I'd say keep an ear on it. If you love the NFL draft, it is important. So keep an ear. Go listen to some stuff. Um, if you don't watch it live, you can always pull up all this data. If you're a data person, you can pull it all up later and pick and choose what's important to you. But putting your eyes on these players, whether it be in the helmets or shorts and T-shirts, I think is important as part of the process. So everybody, enjoy the combine. It means we're a little bit closer to free agency in the draft. Exciting times for the Lions. 
Jalen Ramsey, let's get him here. Ponder Anthony Richardson at six and see how you think about that. Hit me up on Twitter at Derek Okri and let me know what you think. And I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm going to give you top five for position, top five free agents, top five draft guys, and so much more next week. But for now, I'm out. Back to back, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.